Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect, and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Hey there. Okay, I have to be honest, I have had this episode brewing in my head for a long time and kind of putting together my thoughts and um, sharing it with you. It's a little bit different than maybe an episode I would typically record. Um, You'll see why. But I actually kind of think the title is a kind of kind of a little bit misleading. Um, I think it could be a little more appropriate titled like what are you willing to change for wellness and this has come up because it's come up in my client conversations with my clients and in my coaching practice um, and just a few people have asked me these kinds of questions and and there's this disconnect between like what I want and what it takes to get there and what I'm willing to do and all of these things. And so we're just going to talk about all of it today. I'm really excited about this episode. I hope you're going to get a lot out of it. As always, I hope that you get what you need out of it. Everyone's going to get something different and I hope that you get what you need about it from it, I guess. And before I go anywhere, I have to give the credit to Precision Nutrition for this concept. They are a phenomenal nutrition I don't even know, guru, (laughs) something like that. So I'm a precision nutrition coach. Um, They have incredible information. I always go to them for basically everything. Like I really love the way that they teach and share. So um, the the concept of this um, episode really came from them. And then I'm kind of putting my own spin and my own coaching perspective into it. So I will link their stuff in the show notes so you can kind of look. I have an infographic that um, they've created and I'm going to talk a little bit about it. And so it's just going to parallel a little bit of some of the things that they have talked about. Okay. So those will be in the show notes for you. And I bring this concept up, this concept of the cost of getting lean or the cost of change, right? What are we willing to change for wellness? Because I think so many times we have this vision of our in our head of what like ideal wellness looks like, 
right? And it's very much an image. I want you to think about that for a minute. What is your image of ideal wellness? What is, what is a body that has ideal wellness look like to you? It looks different to everyone, but it's very much a clear image that we've created in our minds. And we judge wellness based on that outside appearance, typically, right? And the truth is, <laughs> here's the cold hard truth, if you would like me to say that, it's actually often accurate, which I know is not always what we talk about around here, but here's the deal. Our physical bodies, our appearance will match our inside changes, our inside, basically the the behaviors that we are creating. Most times, I know we have other conditions that can creep in. We have hormones. We have things that get in the way. But for the most part, our appearance, our physical appearance will match our behaviors, our inside changes. So unless we're making those day-to-day changes, the outside won't match what we envision. And there's often a gap, okay, between us seeing, quote, seeing a certain body image and wishing that we could be there, have that or whatever, but also not fully understanding the effort that might go into achieving what they have. And it's okay for you to have some emotions about this, right? These, this brings up emotions. I want to bring in a logical conversation about this because when we bring logic in it, it helps us create those changes. But we also have to identify that emotions are going to come in. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you're like, well, I see someone and she doesn't work for it. Or I feel like I've been working so hard and I'm not getting the results. Like there's a lot of emotions that come in and I want to allow those emotions. Let's honor them for a moment. Let them be, let yourself think, let yourself have those thoughts. And then just remind yourself to come back to this episode and really think about what it would take for you to get your body where you want it to go within what you want to change. So I'm going to talk about this, but before I go anywhere, um, go click on the infographic from Precision Nutrition so you can have that visual of some of the things that I'm going to be talking about today, or you can look at it after or whatever. And what I want you to know more than anything else is this episode is not about discouraging you or making you feel like change will be hard, okay? That is not the goal. And you know that if you've listened to one of my episodes, that is not the goal. But I want to help you learn about what it takes to get to certain, quote, wellness levels, okay? Fitness levels, lean levels, whatever word you want to use. And then coming to your own conclusions about the work that you are willing to make or take or do to get there. You get to make those decisions. And there's a lot of science that we could discuss around this, but I really just want this episode to be me more about discussing behaviors, okay? Because it's the behaviors that help us align with the outcome. So your quote wellness outcome is going to be solely dependent on the behaviors that you put in. And remember, you get to choose those behaviors. But you also have to be willing to 
accept the outcome based on the choice of the behaviors. So let's talk about the top behaviors that require change when you want physical change. So there's five of them. One, food quality. What quality is your food? So we have to think how much processed food are we eating versus fruits, vegetables, like the the foods that serve our bodies and that work in our bodies in the way that they need to work and optimize and all of those things. So as we're going through this, I want you to kind of think about like, what does my food quality look like? Okay, number two is portion sizes or portion control. How much food are we eating? Are we binging and restricting? Are we overeating consistently? We have to look at our portion sizes. Those have to change when you want to change. Number three is sleep. We forget about this one. (laughs) Why do we forget about sleep? Why is sleep? It seems to be at the bottom of a lot of priority lists. It's at the top of mine, actually. Whenever I have a newborn, rule number one is mom sleep over anything else. If people are not getting bathed or anything like that, rule number one is mom sleep. So sleep. If your sleep is off, your ability to create change within your body is going to be off. Number four, stress management. Another one that gets put at the bottom of the list. But here's the deal. Stress affects your body almost more than anything else. Stress affects your ability to change more than anything else. We have hormones, we have cortisol, we have all of these, um, all of these hormones, that's a hormone, (laughs) um, that work with or against your body, depending on how you allow it to do that. And stress can play a big factor in our ability to create change or in our, on our, in feeling stuck. And number five is exercise. How much exercise do you engage in? What kind of exercise? All of those things. So those are the five top behaviors that are going to require change in your life when you want physical change. That's where this idea of the title came from, the cost of getting lean. Okay. So as we go throughout this episode, I want you to be thinking about like, where are my behaviors in this area and where can I improve? And I'm going to teach you how to do that. But I just really want you to think like right now, where are you right now on those five things, food quality, portion sizes, sleep, stress management, and exercise. What does your life look like in those five areas? When you're in an quote unhealthy zone, I don't know if I love that, but the precision nutrition, um, infographic kind of talks a little bit about that so we just have to kind of like remember we're taking emotions out of it and saying okay well when we're in a quote by health standards by health guidelines unhealthy zone your behaviors might look like eating more processed food food intake all over the map eating more eating less eating consistently more whatever less sleep or inconsistent sleep stress in your life that's not being managed and maybe limited exercise habits or a lack of exercise or something like that. So here's what I want you to know. And and I feel like I've repeated it already, but I want to say it again. The physical health of your body will match your adherence to these five behaviors. I'm going to say that again. The physical health of your body, that's inside and outside. Okay. So the way your body works functions from the inside and the way your body changes from the outside 
will directly correlate and match your level of adherence to optimizing those five behaviors that I shared earlier. Making them, improving them. So if we want to change the physical health of our body, whatever you want that to look like, remember you get to choose that. We need to begin tackling these five behaviors. And I hope more than anything that this gives you a little bit of a, a sense of relief. It, I think sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but at the same time, it's like, oh, those really are the basics. And when you want to learn something or when you're trying to get better at something or become an expert at something, I swear every time they say, go back to the basics. When you have the basics nailed down, you can teach anything. That's what they talk about with teaching and coaching. If you have the scientific principles nailed down, then you can teach the behavior. So I hope it actually makes you feel a little bit of relief that it's like not a billion other things you have to do, but focusing on how can I slowly optimize these five behaviors in my life. So where do you start and how do you keep going? <laughs> I'm sure that's the question, right? Like how do I tackle these five behaviors? How do I keep going? Like this is... This is typical diet behavior, right? It tells you to overhaul everything overnight. It says, okay, you take these five behaviors and go on a diet. Don't maybe exercise extra or some diets say don't exercise and follow this plan and stress your life out <laughs> because you're so stressed trying to follow the plan. But at the end of the day, we all know where that leads. <laughs> so how do we focus on change without getting overwhelmed or maybe even a little frustrated with the amount of change that needs to happen? Remember, you're allowed to have your feelings and emotions. And you might be feeling right now that that feels like a lot of change that has to happen in your life. And that's okay. It's okay to experience that overwhelm. Okay. But I want you to allow that space and then I want you to come back and say, okay, I'm ready to listen to how I can implement these changes one at a time. Because the truth is, those with optimal wellness, whatever optimal wellness is for you, your definition of what you want that to be, they work at it. And when you achieve optimal wellness, it's because you've worked at it. And there's no way around that. There's no way to change that. We have to put in the effort, but it doesn't have to be painful or difficult or hard or miserable or anything like that. I love the term enjoyment of wellness because it can be enjoyable and it can support your lifestyle. And I'm going to teach you how. And I want to do it by comparing it to money because everybody loves money. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I think it's a really good analogy to take a step away from a health perspective and compare it to money. So when you want your bank account to grow, right? You focus on making more deposits than withdrawals, right? So you go to the bank or online these days and you make as many deposits as you can while also taking withdrawals. Like maybe you just decided that you're gonna start saving for something and you're not like, you're not a master saver or anything like that. It's kind of a new process to you. So you just remind yourself, okay, well, if I could just make a $5 deposit every week or maybe $5 every day or something like that, um, 
you make deposits, but you're also making withdrawals because you still have a lifestyle that you're living. You're trying to like, you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to see like, okay, what are my wants? What are my needs? Is there a way that I can not spend as much and save more? Like you're just kind of in this process of like figuring it out, like brainstorming, manipulating your income and all of that. Okay. So it's normal to be in a position when you're wanting to change your health to have some of that, that like brainstorming session of like, what it, where am I at? What do I want it to look like? How can I, you know, give myself more deposits versus withdrawals? Like this is totally normal to have these feelings at the very beginning to be like, okay, well, I want to make more deposits, but I also have a lot of withdrawals that I'm making. Okay. Um, and so with money, as you build up, it becomes a process, right? So you decide that you're going to put in $5 every day. And eventually, you know, maybe you decide, well, I could do this automatically. Like I could just, I could have it set up so that my bank account just automatically pulls $5 into a savings account. And so you've learned like, okay, well, each day I knew I could put $5 in, like I, I worked at it and I did it. And now I know, okay, I can, I can consistently put $5 in and I'm going to be okay. And so you decide to set it up automatically. And so then it just keeps going. And eventually the money begins to grow, right? We know that compound interest can be your worst enemy or your best friend because each deposit makes it that much better and it grows more. It, it, it's like a, oh, what is it? Uh, I'm having a brain cramp, a uh, exponential curve. I don't know if that's the right word, but like it, you slowly build it up and then eventually it just kind of like curves exponentially and that is that's what happens with the money right and then you re, you reap those rewards of your efforts okay and so as you go along you continually add those deposits automatically and then you find ways to make more money maybe you find opportunities to put more money in those deposits and you might, might have to make some sacrifices to do that because you want that savings to grow that's important to you your goal is not the same as Joe's down the road, but you know that you have a goal that you want to work toward. You have optimal financial wellness that you want to work toward, right? And so you continually find ways and make sacrifices to add to that account. And you work on limiting those withdrawals. You work on saying, okay, well, what can I cut back on spending wise? Because I have this goal to make deposits. Well, here's the thing. It's the same exact scenario with health. Exactly. When you think about creating change in these five areas that we discussed before, in what ways can you begin to make more deposits? What would that look like in your life? Would it mean you going out and walking five minutes every day? That's a deposit. Would it mean that, you know, your life is really stressed right now? Maybe stress is a big one and you decide you're going to do five minutes of deep breathing each day. Does that mean you're going to go to bed 10 minutes earlier? What does it look like to regularly deposit into your health account? And remember, we can't make more deposits than we have, okay? So you have to learn to work with what you have first and then continue to grow what we want to grow. So it's okay that maybe some of your deposits right now don't feel significant. But remember, daily deposits 
lead to exponential growth. And then you learn how to make sacrifices. And then sacrifices don't become as big of sacrifices because you figure out, oh, this feels good. It feels good to be here. It feels good to have $1,000 in the bank after saving $5 a day or something like that. Same thing with health. You've made these changes and you realize that your body's responding. And you're ready to make more changes. So what do we have to do? We're, we're making deposits. We also have to do another thing. We have to work on limiting the withdrawals. What does this look like in your life? Does it mean you need to let go of something that's causing a lot of stress? Stress is a withdrawal. It takes away from wellness optimization. Does this mean you actually need to sleep in a little bit more? I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but sometimes we, I have been in this cycle where I feel like I have to wake up really early to get everything done and at the sacrifice of some good nights of sleep. Does it mean we have to slow our work down, workouts down a little bit because we're so stressed and our body is exhausted? Does it mean we have to limit and work on cutting back on eating out because those are our processed foods that we tend to go for? How can we work on limiting those withdrawals? Because those withdrawals take out from the savings that you're trying to build, right? So we have to think in terms of both directions. How can I make more deposits? And how can I limit my withdrawals? So as you're considering these changes you want to make in your life and what your definition of the cost of getting lean means to you, I want you to approach it from this standpoint, deposits versus withdrawals. How can you start now and slowly build up over time? That's how change occurs. That's how you get a million dollars in the bank. I don't know anyone, I don't really know anyone but I mean, I'm sure it's, it happened, but (laughs) I don't think there are very many people out there that go to a bank and say, okay, I have a million dollars to throw in here. But I do know there are a lot of people that have saved and made deposits over time. And that $5 turned into a million dollars because the deposits and the sacrifices they made and they worked on limiting the withdrawals in their life. So how can you start now and slowly build up over time? Remember, we say this here all the time. How can I meet myself where I am right now? Meet yourself where you are. If you have $5 to put in the bank, awesome. If you have a dollar to put in the bank, awesome. The key is to put in the deposits. If you have five minutes to go on a walk, do it. It's worth it. It counts. I do not like... Anything in the wellness world that says this counts and this doesn't count, it all counts. Because it's doing something to you. When you put in those deposits, you're creating a tiny little snapshot of change, a tiny little deposit of change. That is significant. Okay, now there's one more point that I want to make. And it's this. There's a big difference between achieving and maintaining. Okay, So typical diet culture teaches us about achieving. Achieving the weight loss or change. It's about the end 
goal, but the end goal is like a snapshot of time. There's like, it's like a one point in time, day 30, whole 30, day 30, you're here. You've achieved. But here's the deal. The true success is in maintaining. And here's what I want you to know about maintaining. Your desired outcome must match your efforts. And here's where you get to make a choice. You get to choose what you want your outcome to look like and then match your efforts to get there. Maintaining is a thousand times more important than achieving. But that's not the message you're getting from all of these diets. So what does it look like to achieve, quote, leanness in your life or optimal wellness or whatever word we want to use? I want you to think about what are you willing to give? Because you could be willing to give something more for 30 days and then feel so burned out you're not willing to give anything because you're so burned out. Have you had that happen before? That desired outcome has to match the continuation of your efforts. I don't know if that made sense, but (laughs) the continuation of your efforts is where the success lies. And so if you can't maintain what you're doing, then maybe you've put yourself in a place that you're maybe more willing or more than you're willing to give. And that's okay. Okay, so here's the deal. This is important to understand. My friend, when I got married, gave me this cute little um, poster, I don't know, picture. And it said, choose your love and love your choice. And I want to remind you of that in this context. You get to choose where you want to be at peace with your health, your wellness, your body. And then you get to choose the behaviors that help you get there. And there are certain behaviors that it's going to take to get to certain body types, certain wellness levels. And that's what some of that infographic talks about is like, you know, what does it look like to get to these different body types? And it's not so much about body types, although I think, you know, we could have a discussion about like, you know, physical image of body or whatever. Like, I think we could have a, a, a good discussion about that from uh, non like, well, this is what you're supposed to look like situation. Um, but we'll do that another time. Um, but if you kind of look at what it might look like for you to achieve what you think you want, then you've got to figure out what am I willing to do to, to get there? You get to choose where you want to be at peace, but then be at peace. There will be a place where behaviors become too hard to manage within the lifestyle that you want to live. Okay, so remember that we only enter behaviors that we want to maintain unless it's for a one-time event or something, right? Maybe you want to run a marathon. Well, that's going to require a little bit of push and change, but like you're not in a, you're probably not in a place where you're going to run a marathon all the time, right? Like, like we're not always going to be in marathon training shape unless you're looking to be an elite level athlete. And that's a different story, right? And then you're going to have to change your lifestyle. So yes, there are one-time events. There are some things, 
And I kind of wanted to bring in like figure competitions and bodybuilding competitions because I think people kind of see that and they're like, wow, that body. And I don't, whether or not you want that body, I don't think that's the discussion here. But um, I used to work as a trainer at a gym where the top figure competitor bodybuilding trainer worked. Okay. So I worked with him. I didn't work with those clients, but um, he would always have clients that were training for things come in and the level of commitment that I had to that I watched them go through I'll never forget one time watching a woman I was there for like three hours one day and I watched her she was just walking on the treadmill for three hours eating a cucumber that's the only visual I have and I just thought to myself like I'm okay if that's not part of my story that's fine with me I'm fine that it's part of her story and she wants to do that. But I don't want to go there. I'm not interested. Maybe those bodies look cool for a second. I don't know. It doesn't matter what we think about them. Or even, you know, maybe like if you can lift stronger or whatever. The point is, is that you get to choose where you want to be but you have to be willing to match your behaviors. So those figure competitors choose to put their bodies in a place where it is like, I mean, they are so, so strict, you know, they're, they're super strict. And if you look at that infographic with precision nutrition, they talk about like, it shows, you know, you're eating, you're eating like an indulgence food once every like 10 weeks or something. (laughs) I can't even imagine my life like that. Um, So I want you to really think about that because it's okay to choose where you want to be, but we have to recognize that there's certain behaviors that that will need to occur at each stage. And also that there are times for events and and you'll be able to learn when you can push yourself and and all of that. And that's great. Um, But I just want you to remember that only enter those behaviors that you really want to maintain long-term. So really be thinking about what that looks like. So I want to quickly go over those five behaviors one more time so that you can kind of be thinking like, what would it look like for me to match my efforts with my desired outcome? Essentially, what is the cost for me of getting lean, optimizing my wellness? What do I want that to look like? And where can I be at peace with the behaviors that I want to change? So here's the five things again. One, food quality. What does my food quality look like? Am I majority non-processed foods or majority processed foods? Start there. How can I make more deposits of non-processed foods and less and less withdrawals of processed foods? Portion sizes. Maybe I need to watch my portions a little bit. How can I make a deposit there? Add more veggies, add more protein, add more, you know, like good fats into my my diet so I'm not hungry more often instead of eating a bagel and cream cheese for breakfast that makes me hungry an hour later. What about sleep? How can I make more deposits for sleep? Stress. Exercise. Okay, so I really want you to be thinking about those things. Remember, no matter how this episode feels to you, I know some of it can feel a little bit overwhelming. That's okay. You can work through these emotions. You have some time to do that. Focus on making more deposits. What can you focus on adding? Adding brings rich- richness to your life, right? 
Add richness. What does that look like? Focus on making more deposits and over time, those deposits will grow exponentially. And you know what's cool? You know what happens over time? That change that once was an effort becomes automatic. It becomes something that you just do. It becomes your identity. You just, in this episode, 30 minutes, (laughs) you just created the identity of the woman of wellness that you want to become. And when you live in the identity, that's your lifestyle. It becomes part of your lifestyle. Think about that. I'm actually just going to leave you there. What would it look like to step in to the identity of a woman of wellness by focusing on changing these five behaviors? I hope this episode was helpful, gives you a lot to think about. I didn't realize it was going to go that deep, (laughs) but it's good stuff. And the more effort you make on working internally, the outside will change too. And it'll be a byproduct. It'll be a side effect. It won't be about shaming your body to change. It'll be about nurturing it and nourishing it to change. And that feels way better. Have a lovely rest of your day. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.